0: Good morning. This is BFC Live for Friday, August 21st, 2020. Coming up, a conversation with Christine Halliff of Atlantican Medical Inc. about her Nova Scotia based producer, their unique ownership structure, and bringing products to market that people love. Next Thursday, August 27th, join us for our Cannabis Forward event co produced with Diversity Talk titled Social Equity and Practice. That event is made possible by Shopify. You can sign up on our website at businessofcannabis.ca. As always, thank you to our partners, BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, and Torquin Mains, and we are protected by ALSET. Now, Christine Halif of Atlantican. Christine Hallif, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, this is exciting because uh, I was joking before we pressed go that uh, you and the company and the brand are the talk of the town.
1: Well, uh, we're very excited to hear that. Um, It's been a long road. So um, we're so excited with the response we've been getting.
0: Yeah, and and the the products, I've seen people tweeting about them uh, as they get them from the Ontario Cannabis Store. And people are um, thrilled with the quality love the story which we're going to hear but but i think most importantly to them is that they get product from the ontario cannabis store or retailers in ontario that they are just loving that is the craft and quality that they want
1: that's been our goal so we appreciate that people appreciate the quality we're trying to put out
0: so i want to hear the story about the company because of course you're sitting in front of atlantican medical inc i want to hear sort of the journey from I don't know how far you want to go back if it, if it, if, it, if you want to go back before 2017 that's great but sort of the, the 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 nutshell of the story that is you and the company
1: well you know i have to go back to 2013 for that uh that's really when i when this all kind of started so i'm a pharmacist by trade and um i come from a very entrepreneurial family so my father immigrated from turkey um, has been here for 45 years, uh, basically, you know, didn't know how to speak English, built, um, you know, a very, um, successful business here in land and residential real estate development. He's an engineer, um, by trade. So he studied here, barely spoke English. So I come from this line of entrepreneurs, um, you know, my family, my brother, um, my dad. And so I always had that you know, bug, you know, I didn't, I loved being a pharmacist and loved, you know, you know, being in the health, um, medicine field, but I knew I wanted to just do something more. So when back in 2013, when they allowed commercial cannabis applications, I remember being three months pregnant and saying this would be kind of the perfect amalgamation. Cause I had, you know, studied up on cannabis, um, as a pharmacist, my trajectory had kind of moved, you know into more alternative medicines Um, and you see that as a pharmacist that you know not only the traditional medicines are the ones that you know are useful in treating medical conditions so three months pregnant I remember Green Line Academy had a conference on how you navigate the MMPR application and I remember traveling to Toronto for it it was such a surreal experience because you're in this room with like 500 people from all walks of life, you know, learning about how to basically, you know, submit an application. And when I think of how much I've learned from that time, so, you know, I essentially submitted an, uh, an application. We were going, you know, the long process um, was because we were originally going to build in Shelburne, Nova Scotia, which is like really Southern Nova Scotia. So three hours from where I live. Um, we owned land there and it just made sense. We were going to renovate a gymnasium. Um, it proved to be very cumbersome. Like it's three hours away. You know, it's a lot more work than we anticipated. Um, how do we do this? So we decided to actually, you know, middle of application, they had moved to the ACMPR regulations. We decided let's move it to the Halifax area. We owned industrial land, so the zoning was okay. Um, so it really helped having my family in the construction business, um, because we owned land, we have good relationships with some subcontractors. So we actually moved our application to a different site and decided to build, you know, um, from the ground up. So, um, I think that's really, that's part of kind of the success story because we built a building for cannabis rather than trying to retrofit an existing building, which, which comes with its whole host of issues. Um, so that was really kind of the beginning of, of the story um, on how you know, we kind of started. And then you know, I can go into kind of the partnerships um, that we made along the way. Uh, we started building, we got a readiness to build letter from Health Canada. That was at the time that they were issuing those. Um, The difference between using family money to build your uh, facility is that we didn't put like one, you know, uh, crane into the ground, um, if you want to call it that, but we didn't touch anything until we got that letter from Health Canada. It was a risk. I was risking family money for this, you know, business. And I wanted to make sure, you know, the design, what we proposed to Health Canada, the application We got that green light. So, a lot of companies at the time had built their facilities before getting that readiness to build letter. But I think with us, you know, it was a risk. And I, you know, didn't want to be the one that failed in the family.
0: (laughs) Holding an empty building. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we waited until we got that letter and then we started construction. So, we started construction. um, And then I would say, you know, eight months into construction, we had our footings, we had our framing up. Um, we met, uh, MRD, which is a U.S. company, um, in the States that manages cannabis um, cultivation facilities. I think the hardest thing for us at that time was trying to find a master grower that had commercial experience because there's a lot of growers, you know, that have experience, but do they have it on the commercial level? So it was a struggle for us to try to find that. Um, but we ended up actually, you know, one of MRD's Dean's employees from Colorado decided, you know what, I'd like to move to Nova Scotia. It's a great place to live.
0: It is a great place to live for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And uh, he came up, he kind of scouted it. He's like, you know what, I, you know, I'd move my family here. I'm like, great. He would worked in the Colorado industry for over 10 years. Um, and so we thought this is really a perfect fit. Um, he's kind of been through all the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations already over there. So I felt like that did give us a bit of an advantage to have him come here and essentially run our grow. Um, So, and that's what happened. We ended up getting our cultivation and processing license in the December of that year, so 2018. Um, Shortly thereafter, um, you know, the First Nations, um, the Mi'kmaq First Nations, they're the only First Nation tribe in Nova Scotia they were very interested in entering the cannabis industry. Um, They didn't want to be excluded from another industry, you know, with what happened to the tobacco industry and everything. They really wanted to try to enter an industry, provide some economic growth for their communities. We met with them. It was just an instant fit. Um, And we really kind of resonated, like, as immigrants here, You know, we, you know, our people were First Nations in Turkey and we were kind of pushed out. And so, you know, me and my father, that, that's, that resonated with us. And I think we really, you know, knew that it would be a great partnership. So they ended up um, purchasing 51% um, of the company and becoming majority owners and, you know, their story, their influence, um, you know, their really their passion about product quality you know and they also know and care about cannabis um it's really made kind of the whole the, it's completed the full circle for for our company i think
0: it's really a very i mean you know this because people tell you this <clears throat> and you know this just intuitively it is a very compelling story but i'm also struck that it is it maybe a uniquely canadian story uh it maybe a uniquely nova scotian story um be, because it really does um, with, with the First Nation, with with an immigrant family, like the idea that and the and the tie-in with cannabis is is maybe only only in Canada's story and only right now, uh, and the fact that it happened. I mean, we've talked to so many people in business of cannabis that have stories that start with an idea in 2013. That certainly. The ones we talked to got to a place where it is now still a story in 2020, but it is a very long journey that seems probably longer than seven years in your mind, right? Because the you know it, it really it's not as it's not linear, right? From 2013 to now, there's the the, the other location, the new location, the building, finding the grower, uh, finding you know the partnership uh, with the First Nation. Like this is a long involved process, and so how does it feel? I guess after all that process to get product into people's hands. And then start to hear responses about how they feel about it.
1: Honestly, I I, sometimes I think it's not even real for the longest time. uh, This was these were plans on a piece of paper, you know, for years. And it's hard to articulate exactly. But just, you know, like. I struggled personally, like at that time when I was, you know, trying to put together this um, application, you know, raising two kids, you know, at the time, um, you know, my personal life wasn't, um, you know, on a smooth um, path and it was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, my saving grace because it was, a, it was a dream and and it was something for me to focus on and figure out Um you know, if this was going to come to fruition. And sometimes I'd be like, maybe this isn't, you know, I was very negative. I was like, oh, you know, it's been so long. Like I almost didn't believe it was ever going to happen. So it really is surreal to think back at that time of my life, trying to, you know, make this something Um, and really coming from a successful family. It's, it is tough to fill those shoes. And, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of, you know, losing family money like it was just there was so much stress on me at that time so to see people respond really well to not only our products which is you know we we put a lot of emphasis on product quality we actually really really care like that's that's above our bottom line which maybe (laughs) might come back to bite us down the road but we we i think our slow approach to the market was actually a benefit when up the whole time i thought this is this sucks like everyone else is you know to the market before us like it's taking too long we're gonna have a disadvantage you know i looked at it very negatively until we got to the market and then i was like you know what i think you know it would there was a reason for everything and to see people respond well it's just it's literally a dream come true and i and it sounds cliche and i'm the least cliche person there is because i'm such a realist but it it's it's honestly phenomenal. Well, it really is, and the fact that people care about our story, you know, it makes it's us. It's that's who we are, and people actually care about it. it. It honestly, I'm not a warm and fuzzy person, but it certainly warms my heart.
0: Cannabis cannabis in the industry has a way to sort of make turn people to mush, maybe, right? I mean, it's um, <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, obviously, a ton of work has gone into it. It's a it's a personal and family story, and and it's and it's happening, right? It's actually coming to market. And there is always, there's, there's been, I would say, well, not only what's happening in the world writ large, but, but in the industry overall, there is a, there's been a gray cloud over it. I would say since middle of the middle of last year, really. Um, But, but I think with a couple of overlying factors or interceding factors, um, number of retail stores in Ontario being an important one, um, uh, people even through this, um, through the pandemic buying and consuming more cannabis than maybe ever they have before. Um, New, new people and product coming online, 2.0 products, first of all, but also just products that are, you know, the products we thought we would hit the shelves two years into this are now hitting the shelves like yours. And and it becomes this idea that, you know, with more retail, more people buying stigma, going down, better product on the shelves. Like it, it is starting to sort of churn in a positive direction and, And kudos to you for sticking with it because none of that is easy and it's probably all those feelings at the same time every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a volatile industry too. Things are constantly changing. You know, people are going to vote with their dollars too. And, you know, we're not always going to get it right, but we're going to try to listen. Um, And I think that's really the only thing we can do. You know, one of, I think the biggest thing that I would say differentiates ourselves is that you know, I'm not the one making these decisions. You know, we, I rely on the cannabis enthusiasts that work here. And that's basically 95% of the people that work here are just, they live, eat, breathe this, and their passion is so tangible. And those are the people that are direct, like directing the path we go down. It's not me. You know, I'm not going to begin to say that you know, I, I'm the reason, you know, behind the positive Twitter comments. It's it's my team. And honestly, we are so light in administration and management. We focus, like, uh, the bulk of our staff is operations. And when I have a decision to make, I pull in, you know, my team that knows, and that's who I rely on to provide direction. Because, you know, I'm, I, I think that, you know, I you know, I believe that people that are buying the product care and know about it way more than I do. So I have to rely on my own cannabis enthusiasts to really, you know, direct the path we go down.
0: It's, it's super smart of it. I'm smiling because it, it's a, it's it's more than the story because it is your company and is the products you're putting out and it, and it comes across and sort of talking to you. And I want to talk about that because, um, the first brand, at least to hit the shelves that I've seen, is I, I don't want to mispronounce it, but is it it's M-C-Goo. M-C-Goo. So like Msegoo? It's Msegoo. Msegoo. M S E E G O O. Yeah. Right. And it it means grass. Is that right?
1: It is. It's Mi'kmaq for grass.
0: It's really I love I love it. Uh yeah. And and uh, I just learned about that on your website. And, and talk a little bit about that. Like I, I guess the not so much the product itself because that'll speak for itself and people will find it and love it. But but I guess the the path to getting it to to market, first, I think it was first in Nova Scotia and now in Ontario, like, how is that process, like in in all the processes you've been through, from building a place to getting the license to all those things, like how is the process to getting it to market versus what maybe you thought it would be?
1: You know, um, I have to say, like the provinces themselves have been extremely receptive. So getting it into market hasn't been a difficult path. It would be the licensing path that was, you know, long and difficult but you know both Nova Scotia and Ontario have been great provinces to deal with they've been super excited about our product they haven't made it difficult to enter their markets um I honestly can't complain um I think the
0: the even if you could even if you could you shouldn't shouldn't
1: (laughs) don't bite the hand that feeds you (laughs) um but yeah i mean honestly it's more like okay you know the packaging and the in the labeling and the really small components that you you know don't realize how much goes into it so when i look at when i'm at the grocery store now i have so much respect for all these labeled bottles on the shelves (laughs) i'm like that you know that takes a while and uh i'm pretty hands-on so you know labeling back and forth i'm you know checking the regs um you know, I kind of have my hand on everything and, and you know, uh, that should probably change at some point, but it's kind of part of my personality.
0: Well, it's worked uh, so far, so. <laughs> it's
1: worked so far, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but it's, you know, I would say that, w- that would probably be the most challenging, but no, the provinces have, be- have been phenomenal.
0: Well, great. Well, I, I really want to thank you for the time you spent uh, today uh, and, and for making yourself available, but also uh, extend kudos to you and the team because it's not an easy journey. And you, you seem to be doing it in a very authentic and interesting way. And, and people responding to the product. So congratulations on all those fronts. And we Thank hope you, this Christ is you. the first but not the last time we get to talk.
1: Likewise, I really appreciate you having me on and hearing the story um, and trying to get it out there. We really appreciate all the support from everybody um, out there. And, you know, we wanna hear all the feedback. So thanks again.
0: So tweet it everybody, tweet it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, great, great, <laughs> thanks so much, Christine.
1: Thank you.